0: They've <laughs> got a bee on their badge, but they don't dress like bees. Barnett <laughs> dress like bees. Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Wrestling should be fun. Should be fun. Wrestling
1: should be fun.
0: Brothers sisters gender resistors welcome to the wrestling should be fun podcast this is episode 55 and as regular listeners will already know this isn't the voice of Don Van Dam. no it's your standing host it's me big laddie Cool, Matt Connolly but I haven't really been watching much wrestling lately but luckily for you guys I've got three lads who've been watching plenty or at least I hope they have otherwise they have no business being here let's introduce (laughs) them first up it's the boss, Ross Casey. How are you, my man? Yeah, very well, thanks. Very well. Glad the football season's over. We can be stress-free for about two months now, eh? Well, yeah, I see there's a lot of ex bristol City lads uh, on the market, mate. Going to get the band back together? A bit of Flint, bit of Freeman? Amaron Pack and Corey Smith. They're all available. Mate, you could really roll it back. (laughs) Straight back to League One. (laughs) Also, loving the work on the... uh, on the Twitter this week with the Renaissance paintings of the AEW wrestlers. How long did that take? Oh, that was a Saturday well spent. That was a good, like, five hours. <laughs> <laughs> when it hit over 100 likes, I was like, That'll do. That'll do. <laughs> that would do. That would do. That's worth it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was strong stuff. I think everyone got who's seen it would have got a laugh out of that. Uh, Ross, you're not the only guy coming to talk about wrestling today. We also have another one of our regulars here, uh, JCH James Harris. How are you, my man? Yeah, not bad, mate. Very well, thank you. Are you hungover from a trip to RevPro yesterday?
2: Yeah, and then like halfway through the night, um, so I, Monday's not my day off, my manager asked me if I could open up because uh, he had uh, something he had to do in the morning. So that was a uh, lovely uh, thing that I'd forgotten and then woke up while my alarm had gone off. I was like, oh, yeah,
1: I've got to go to work. <laughs> That's straight out of clerk's that is. <laughs> like, <laughs> not even supposed to be here today. Fuck! Not even supposed to be here today. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Oh, fuck you!
0: Working on my day off. That does not sound fun. But hopefully, the wrestling was fun, which we'll talk about later. Wrestling
2: was fun, yeah, very much so.
0: And also in attendance, I believe, was our third guest, the guy that usually edits this podcast, and probably still is going to have to suffer through <laughs> an edit. But uh, but he's also going to get to uh, share some opinions with us, and we're grateful for that. Editor Phil, how are you, mate?
1: I'm right, mate. Really looking forward to editing my own voice. <laughs>
0: What a treat, eh? What a treat! <laughs> <hate> Stunning, <laughs> Stunning that every man has to do once in his life. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is.
0: Right, I think it's time we cracked on with a call-up sheet. So we've only got two entries today because i think people are too busy answering my question of um who's the first wrestler that you think of when you see this raw logo so (laughs) first up we've got the phoenix and the dragon nathan banks someone who loves music life family and everything else and everything else (laughs) very wrestling should be fun that isn't it Yeah. yeah i mean there's two nicknames he's given himself there what were those first two Phoenix Phoenix and the Dragon. And the Dragon. He's given us quite a bit with the name. I'm still struggling for anything good here. He's also in the Banks family. So, you know, plenty of different Banks in, in our wrestling. And the one that comes to mind at the moment, of course, is Sasha. Or our boy, Warren. Or our boy, Warren. Absolutely. Who, peeling the curtain back, fingers crossed, on this podcast next week. Very excited about that. I'm very excited. Don't take my silence as a lack of excitement for that. <laughs> Phil can add in some like whoops in the edit. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: yeah, I've got nothing for our man, like apart from just saying he loves a fantasy, doesn't he? He's got his phoenix, he's got his dragon. I'm really struggling for him. Anyone else? I think he's
2: got to have something uh, fire-based as he's the phoenix and the dragon, both linked with fire. Obviously, the rising from the ashes. Uh, that could be his finisher. Yeah. And, um, the dragon. So he's got some sort of fire-based outfit. Maybe
0: he could be a fireman. <laughs> <laughs> fireman Banks. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. And he plays with fire. So he's straight into a feud with Joey, right? Yeah Lord, yeah. Good grief. (laughs) And last but not least, uh, we've got David birthday guy, young Buck Davy. It's his birthday, and he's got a Snapchat called Skater Boy WS. He was a skater boy, she said see you later, boy. He
2: wasn't good enough for her. Well well he's bring his own theme music there. Yeah.
0: I'm (laughs) thinking it's uh it's kind of, I'm taking influence from, do you remember DDP's WWE gimmick when he went a bit mad and he was an inspirational kind of talker? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think the birthday thing, every day's a birthday for this guy. <laughs> so he's just constantly telling everyone, hey, cheer up. It's every day's a birthday. It's a bit like the Mad Hatters, aren't? isn't that their thing as well in Alice in Wonderland? Let's yeah. give him a hat as well then. Yeah. He's got a hat and every day's a birthday. <laughs> sounds, it sounds very impact yeah that's where it'll start at least and am his skills for the big leagues <laughs> so that's it for the call-up sheet but as we've only had two i've come up with a little idea for a little game based on twitter profiles so i'm gonna bring up some wrestlers bios and you have to guess who they are oh All right i will definitely be bad at this let's go <laughs> I'm going to go on a random scroll in my little list. Pro wrestler since 2000. Guided by the universe. F- following my intuition. If you can't be everybody's cup of tea, just be really good coffee. Oh no. <laughs>
1: Who's this? Since 2000.
0: Grado. Not Grado. <laughs> but is British. And we've seen him this year, I think. Two thousand is that too new for? I don't know how long he's been going. Is it Jody Fleisch? Not Jody Fleisch, but right era. One more guess. Johnny Storm. It was Dean Ormark. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> Unlucky guys. I was in the ballpark there. I wasn't. I don't feel too bad. Next up, and the first went and poured out his vial upon the earth anti hero cult member. Oh. One of the lads in that stable AWF now. Uh, Brody King. Very Brody close. King. Yeah. Very close. Brody King
2: oh. was what I was thinking as well. It says it Malachi Black.
0: It's technically him, it's the Sumerian Death Squad page. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, the only gen- <laughs> the only wrestler from my generation not signed by WWE. Quite the achievement. <laughs> I've seen that. Ah, uh, hmm. It's a British wrestler from before the boom. Hmm. Um, Haskins. No. Or do Green you mean? Are you mean before that boom? Yeah, he carried on into it a little bit. He's a big fan of Dream Team from the podcast that I listen to. Oh, what?
2: <laughs> what a hero? I'm struggling with that era. James Mason.
0: It's not. It's Madman Manson. Ah. Next up, we've got someone that we saw very recently. There's a clue. Just an old chunk of coal. (laughs) That's it. That is it. (laughs) Oh, brilliant. Well, how can we not get this one? I mean, (laughs) so much to go on. We've seen them and they've written five words, was that? He was on the progress card last weekend. Um, Gene Money. <laughs> Not Gene Money. This is... Oh, this is going to be great content. I was just thinking. <laughs> I wasn't there. That's my excuse.
1: Neither was I. <laughs> yeah, we got I, an excuse. I was there
2: in body only, really. I was real.
1: <laughs> we both picked on the card.
0: Uh it was Yearn Simmons. The Big the old earth. chunk of coal. And I agree with him. <laughs> okay, this one might be a little bit easier occasional tv villain, philanthropist, public speaker and fitness enthusiast. Simon Dean. <laughs> <laughs> is this modern wrestler? This is someone who's been in the in the news recently for stepping down. Steph. Steph. Yes. <laughs> well, philanthropist was the giveaway, wasn't it? <laughs> didn't she call didn't she say philanthropy was the best form of charity or something like that once? She did. Two one more, one. I reckon. Two more. Okay, let's go with... The Black Country Pirlo. <laughs> <a> bit <laughs> Black Country Black Pirlo. Pirlo.
2: Uh, Is it a, um... ...kid like us?
0: Not like us. I'm trying to think of wrestlers from around that way. There's loads, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, like, literally, like, half... Like, most half of them. <laughs> 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 oh, I don't know. It's not him, but let's say Trent. Not Trent. He's got long hair, in not he? Black pillow. <laughs> He's the, the, the Black Country Sweeney Todd. <laughs> it was actually the Black Country Pillow. Is Dave Mastiff apparently? That is very generous of himself. <laughs> what are scores, Ross? Um. <laughs> One nil nil and I gave you <laughs> Stephanie basically. All
2: <laughs> oh, right. I don't know if I get a half a point for uh, Ali Black. Well and you screw me over with judging me Ross. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's give you half a point. Okay, let's <laughs> let's see who gets this first. Professional ass kicking machine, AEW wrestling, bodybuilder, dad, machine. He's put it twice. <laughs> Brian Cage. It is Brian Cage. Oh. JCH has won with the machine that is Brian Cage. So I think that game may just stay uh, episode 55. (laughs) (laughs) You've got to try everything once. So we tried it. It was low scoring, but James got the win. Well done, James. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Okay, uh, well, with the cool up sheet and an amazing game there done. Let's move on to what the nerds are watching. I've been watching you. Now, this week. Well, in fact, a day before this podcast is being recorded was the Rev Pro Show. What was the name of that Rev Pro Show, guys? Sorry. Epic Encounters. Epic Encounters. Uh and I've heard some good things, but I wasn't there. But I know two of the panel today were there, uh, so I'm going to ask you both. First up, uh, let's go with our regular JCH. What was the best thing at Epic Encounter?
2: I enjoyed the show as a whole. Um, the uh, oh yeah, it was the uh, the tag match between Aussie Open and the Velocities was fantastic. I mean, it oh, came yeah. with a bit of a uh, Reputation. I haven't seen their previous match, so I don't know if it was similar or not. Um, but yeah, that really lived up to the uh, to the expectations that were placed on it. It was just two teams going balls to the wall. I, I did not even know what the velocities looked like, and um, they were quite a lot. They were quite a lot shorter than uh, um, Aussie Open, and it made for a, a very good yeah clash and a uh, yeah. They had a, they had a banger to be honest.
0: So what are they? Are They're like a sort of a high impact flippy sort of team, or are they ground and pound? What's their sort of vibe?
2: Yeah, I think they were more flippy from my memory. Yeah, Phil might have a better one than me. It was towards the end of the show. (laughs) They're they're definitely flippy flippy.
1: (laughs) And they can take a bump. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) Phil, would you agree that that uh, stole the show? Or was there something else that you thought maybe
1: picked it? Oh, God, no. Absolutely stole the show. The two Velocity lads walked into, I'm not going to say crickets, but almost crickets, with a Mm. few people knowing who they were. And they left with standing ovation. Oh, fantastic match went nearly thirty minutes. It was absolutely insane. You probably know that velocities were never going to win, but some of the falls were so close you actually thought they could actually win. were oh, so many what, with nine falls. It was just, it was an insane match. And what
2: um, I noted and really liked about the uh, about the falls was they were broken up rather than kickouts of like yeah. mad stuff. Um, yes, uh, guys were, talking to Red Rob and. Yeah, and he, he said, "Oh, some of this is a bit much." I was like, "No, but it's not because they're getting broken up rather than the kickouts are, yeah. of, of these mad spots." So I always prefer, and I, and
1: I thought that was a really nice sort of touch. In, in there. yeah, I think that's what led into thinking Velocities could actually win it because you should not kick out of those moves, and no one was kicking out; they were being broken on, like you say. It was just so good.
0: Yeah, I haven't, um, I haven't been fortunate enough to catch Aussie Open since the pandemic and things opening up and stuff. So um, I'm guessing, obviously, they pulled their weight in this. Are they still just as good, if not better, than they were as well? Better. They've
1: definitely gotten better. Yeah. And they were good before. And now just... they made Velocities look like an incredible threat to them as well. Oh, excellent.
0: Yeah. So probably a really stupid question then, but do we <laughs> think the Velocities are going to be coming back? I think they have signed them for the Tag League, haven't they? Have I yeah, yeah, I think they're going to yeah. get a run in that. Do you think, do you think that they'll, this will become a regular thing with them? Like, Do you think that they've made a big enough impression, judging on what you guys have said?
1: Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, definitely.
2: Absolutely. I'm surprised if they're not booked quite a lot around the country, to be honest. And I don't know what they, unless they've got a specific deal with, with Red Pro, but I'd be, if they haven't, I'd be surprised if they're not popping up in a lot of promotions. Yeah, especially after last night.
0: So I saw um, Osprey. obviously sadly had to pull out, and yeah. I'm so uh, useless, I, I didn't even see what they put in place at that match. Did Oku work double, though? I think that's what you was predicting, James, right?
2: Yeah, So uh, so we got there, and obviously the... It was a lovely day in the sun, catching up with some people in the Dundee, um, and the queue was massive, even at half four, which was, it was quite quick, but I times I had a beer in the queue. And then, so we got in, and Mills and Oku had already started, and they'd announced previously that it was going to be the eight-man tag opening of the show. So during, halfway during this match, whilst I was sitting in the epic York Hall bar queue, I said, I said to Rob, oh, I reckon they might have opened this because they're going to give Oku the uh, the maining at Suzuki. Um, I thought they might drop the belt as well, but that didn't happen. But um, yeah, and they did. And he, he sort of beat Mills. I'm pretty sure. Did... Now, Phil, correct me if I'm wrong if it wasn't the actual finish, but didn't he? He went for the frog splash and Mills put his legs up, but Oku landed on his feet and put him into the half crab. Was that the finishing spot?
1: I think he pinned him. He did pin. You're right. Yeah. yeah. He did, did the frog splash attempt and then turned it into a crab, which was really, really good. So I, I quite really like that. That was cool because it's and obviously
2: how... their best mates and their, their game and sort of thing.
0: Yes, I'm sure Oku and Mills have probably wrestled each other more times than they can count, but Oku Suzuki on paper, I don't even know what that match looks like. Was it great?
2: I loved it. Yeah, Oku's just there, like taking his licks. Okay. <laughs> I think, like, like, in, like, just you know, he's a, he's a sort of. One of his big strengths is being sort of the underdog showing that heart and he's got that the charisma and I felt that's sort of what, what he did. He's taking all that he had to give until it was until it was too much. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: But uh, Phil, I want to talk a little about this eight man. A few wrestling should be fun, <laughs> friends in there. That on paper sounded bonkers. Was it bonkers?
1: You're going to have to talk to James about that because I was trying to get a goddamn drink. Oh, no. Oh, those... <laughs> so I pretty much missed that home ma- match.
0: So the bar queues were on form then?
1: Oh, God, yeah. The beer was terrible, the coke was terrible, and the water was terrible. <laughs> the, <laughs> holy,
0: the holy trinity <laughs>
1: of... holy oh, trinity World. of your call. <laughs> uh,
0: so, James, that eight-man then, <laughs> was it bunkers?
2: Yeah, and it, it, was, yeah, it, was, it was good fun. I mean, they obviously... I'm assuming all four teams are in tag league, and then this... So it's sort of... Played out in uh, the, I think the Aces' their first match in Ref Pro. I think it's definitely their York Call debut as a team. Yeah, they they did really well. Um, and I say Rob, I was with he hadn't seen him before. He, he was impressed with them. Uh, and then you had a sort of breakdown at the end between Yota and Shota and the Sunshine Machine, which led to the the Japanese lads walking out. And then those annoying little wolf pricks. I think. <laughs> picked up, well they definitely their team definitely won I think they picked up the win when it was like a four on two or the eight, or the Aces pin I can't remember who got the pin but yeah setting up nicely sort of building up some
1: storylines for the tag league
2: yeah it was yeah, Aces
1: that, debut and Lycos Jim's debut as well so I think they're probably both in the tag league
2: and it's just that yeah the tag two,
0: league
1: uh, is stacked
2: yeah it shows the tag the tag division in in Brit Wrestle as we've been saying that's one of the things we've enjoyed most about Progress since it came back and yeah and Sunshine Machine have been killing it on the uh, Rev Pro shows I've seen as well. Obviously, we've got the, they've got the belts there. And, uh, yeah, it's great great to see that the tag wrestling is uh, alive and
1: well. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can only agree with that from the outside. And um, obviously nice to see, like I say, some of the lads that have been on here getting a shine, especially those smoking aces, boys. Um, Phil, so when you weren't in the queue, what else stood out to you that's worth a mention?
1: Gabriel Kidd returned. Okay, what was he up to? Dan Maloney was out having a moan about something. I couldn't tell what he was saying, because the sound system's amazing in York Hall too. But then Gabriel, Gabriel Kidd came out, and Dan Maloney and Kidd shot the crap out of each other.
0: <laughs> yeah, that feels like a good match-up on paper. Two uh, two guys with, uh, as Don would say, impressive rigs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: The size of Dan compared to two years ago. Impressive. Yeah.
0: Because yeah, I remember him uh, feeling a little bit dwarfed by Cobb, which, I mean, nearly every human is dwarfed by Cobb in terms of size. But... um. Yeah, he looks bigger since the pandemic as well. Yeah, he's
1: really bulked out. Good to see. Yeah.
0: Anything else to talk about? I mean, from the outside, Red Pro feels like it's uh, it's getting a real buzz about it at the moment. We're putting on some really strong cards.
2: Yeah, you've got kind of the York Hall um, stalwarts like RKJ's out there. He's performing really well every every Everywhere. every time. Yeah. Uh, he's on the cards. It, it looks impressive. <laughs> And uh, Alex Wins is doing a really good job with the women's division, uh, leading that as a champion, and she had an awesome uh, jacket as well as did Oku. Who had a good jacket, to be fair. <laughs> and Robbie X, I think. And Robbie X, yeah. With some good jackets on the show. Any of them as good as Mercedes Blazes' collection? I don't think they quite hit Mercedes Blazes. But Oku's though is is get is pretty good. I mean, it might still I think mean, Mercedes might need to add a little bit more to her jacket to uh, to keep <laughs> keep the crown.
0: Well, it's good that there's a bit of competition for that. At least, you know, we don't want Mercedes just walking away with that competition. You know, <laughs> exactly. Some investment from some of these other wrestlers is good in in the jacket game.
1: No, definitely. Um, no, anything
0: I've... else, lads, from this show? Then go on. Just, uh, is there anything we haven't covered there that you want to give? R- people Robbie X to?
1: and Luke Jacobs put on the match you'd expect them to put on. Fantastic showing by both of them, as always.
0: Yeah, very excited. Obviously, that Robbie X is going to be in a strong style as well. Yes.
1: That is, that is really cool that he's going to be in there. There was one little thing. Um, Oku, after his match with Conor Mills when he challenged Suzuki, did take a little pop at certain companies in Britain, not booking him, assuming that was probably progress and probably for Super Strong Style. That's completely led speculation on my part, but that's kind of what I thought it was implied, which is interesting.
0: He, uh, he's, he's absolutely killing it in Rev Pro, though, Any yeah. I mean,
1: he's got it made. Yeah. James, anything
0: to add?
2: No, it's just a really. I just had a really fun time out of the wrestling, and uh, yeah, I say it was a it was a strong Chelsea. They, you know, Brummit tried his best to ruin it by giving Osprey a Lasagna on Saturday night. You know his hatred for <laughs> Andy Quilden and Rev Pro, but it bounced back. I mean, if you come in, like they, they've sold out for the first time. York Hall sold out for the first time in in a while, and um, and they've sold that on the basis of Suzuki Osprey. Yeah, and then I think that and the Velocities match, uh, Aussie Open match, was the only real. Uh, announcements when they sold most of the tickets so it's basically it's basically osprey and suzuki has sold it out yeah and then had to, to lose him like without time to get a replacement yeah um and yes yeah, so i think they did the best sort of option they could i thought it would, it would either be i said i thought they might have if if they had it a day earlier with like osprey gone at the same time as cobb got ruled out i thought they might have done suzuki rkj which i also would have been pretty special yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think they did really well in the circumstances of what they gave us. And I, I wasn't disappointed with my day out, all, <laughs> apart from when Justin Thomas nicked my boy Will Zanatoris to the USPGA. But that's a
0: different story. <laughs> well, um, your tales of the bar queue are still what's holding me back from completely committing to, well, going to I, pro shows.
2: I will say there's this lovely Welsh bloke with me and Rob met in the queue who said to us, there's the big queue. And he said, "I was going go and stand at the other side because they've got, they're following it in from two ends. So we did have a half as big a queue as the people who just stood in the first queue. So there was that. But yeah, the the beer is the terrible. And at least you can see the match from the queue. That's the one benefit. Well, half the match until you get around the corner. But...
0: <laughs> well, yeah. But I was going to say, despite the fact that uh, this beer queuing system is horrendous, it doesn't look like they need me anyway. 1,200 tickets, was it sold for that? Fantastic work, like you say, yeah. all off of one, arguably two matches. I mean, Rev Pro's in a good place right now, and that can only be good for everyone, especially the guys working it. Yeah, and
2: I think it shows you who the biggest draw in Brit is at the moment.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if you can get close to the car in a while, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's obviously it's lost obviously spray. yeah, you're right. It's a, that's a hell of a gate to get. Right. Any other business, Ross? Any other wrestling you've been watching this week that didn't happen in Britain? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have a quick chat about SmackDown and uh, Dynamite. But just to go on RevPro, um, from like from the outside, I haven't been to RevPro since the pandemic. But you're absolutely right in that they're smashing it. Like, setting out the York Hall was amazing, and it's really interesting to me that they seem to have a captive audience by being not affiliated with WWE and affiliated with New Japan, like. It feels very much like you pick a side almost. I know like JCH goes to both, but not many people do. I feel like you kind of pick a side sometimes with Rev Pro and that you kind of say that I'm... a. It's almost a little bit um, Jericho versus uh, uh, Daniel Bryan's lot in like professional wrestling
1: versus sports entertainment, right? There is an odd little cult following that RevPro have and a cult following that Progress have. I just want to watch wrestling until I go to both shows. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I don't, I'm not going to be, yeah, tribal about it.
0: <laughs> it just feels to me like they get more people travelling. Well, that's,
2: that's the thing. That's what I said during the... Uh, when when things were coming back and when progress were coming back, but the audience they've lost isn't us who live here. It's the people who used to travel down.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. From yeah.
2: anywhere, to go to see the progress shows. And I don't think and they've got that back. Uh, whereas RevPro seem to have picked up, Wait, maybe because they're running I'm not they, well. Pe- these people aren't coming down for the uh, they're not at the cockpit anymore they, I think they're at the 2 9 I don't think these people are coming down for that, that's the shows they're having that are similar yeah, to yeah. The, yeah. Progress. Yeah. Probably the Progress best short in the Progress because it's a smaller venue but it, they when they have put on the big shows they have been getting the they've got the, the draws in that are getting people down and that's what Progress aren't doing at the moment, just to be honest
1: Not to dwell on this point too much but Progress took a very big hit with the Me Too and I don't think a lot of people have been willing to go back to them just yet. That's probably not helped them at all.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Progress definitely got more of a stink around them than RevPro, whether that's fair or not is up for subjective itty. I guess. Yeah. Um, fair play to RevPro. They're uh, smashing it, and um, the fact that people came out of that card, despite how, how you say, no Cobb, no osprey. And it seems like it was a very positive reaction to the card. Like that's really, really
1: great for RevPro. Yeah, I mean everyone's got so much. You're there to watch the wrestling. Yeah.
2: At the end of the day, I think like when the BritWrest was at its peak, there was multiple promotions who were people were travelling for stuff like Fight Club Pro, Rev Pro, OTT. I you know it's Ireland. Apologies to any Irish people. I'm not calling you British. And we'd mm-hmm. um, I say RevPro or Progress with the other one? So, you know, if RevPro are doing well, it's only going to hopefully increase the uh, well, what progress are doing and, and spur them on and get people going. And just, yeah. with, I think, better with multiple places for people to work and uh, more options for us to go and watch things as fans.
0: Yeah, that's something that um, is great, isn't it? Because both obviously have got pathways to different promotions higher up than British wrestling. And the fact that, that a lot of the wrestlers are wrestling on both means that hopefully they're being seen by both of those promotions. Yeah, yeah, and I'd add that they've also got their own guys. Um, Maybe not as many, but, you know, if you go Progress, you're going to get Karanoir. If you go RevPro, you're going to get your Will Ospreay and your Oku right now. Um, And there are other guys that maybe, I think, Banks hasn't gone to RevPro yet, as he seems to be only working Progress. So I think it's also good, that as much as it's great that most guys are working both, I think it's great to have people that you go to a certain place to see as well. makes them special as well. Yeah, definitely.
1: It's almost like the old territories, isn't it?
0: Yeah.
1: It was very strange to see RKJ booked for Progress.
0: On the other side of the tracks, it was um, the same for some of the people on that card yesterday, right?
1: Um, Yeah, Smoking Aces and Lycos Gym, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it seems to be like the the picket fence is starting to open up, which is good, in my opinion. Yeah. But going back to uh, wrestling that's not British wrestling, um, did you guys see the end of SmackDown that caused all the kids to cry on the weekend? I saw your Pep Guardiola meme, Ross. That's all I said. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So there was the picture of Pep Guardiola crying after the game, and I said that um, Pep has just seen the ending from last week's SmackDown. <laughs> uh, so basically, the Bloodline managed to cheat their way to victory to become the unified champions, uh, both Raw and SmackDown, through the help of Roman Reigns. And after the match, there was a beatdown. Jay Uso didn't. An- Insane uh, Shane McMahon style jump off the turnbuckle through the table onto Riddle. And then after that, uh, all three were just kind of beating down on uh, RK Bro. And it kept on cutting to the crowd. And there were so many kids just in tears. And Roman Reigns mm-hmm. was smirking away, laughing away. And it just cut to like a fade to black. And it was like, yeah, that's proper heeldom. And like, yeah, it's, it's obviously easier to get that reaction from kids. Like, we were all kids once watching wrestling. And I'm sure that you've got that one heel that made you first reacts like that i know mine was earthquake so yeah like it gave me nice nice like warm fuzzy feelings of that's the next generation of wrestling fans and they're being treated to having their their uh, dreams crushed which as a wrestling fan is a great thing because it gets you coming back for more <laughs> because you want to see those guys get their comeuppance and at that age that's a really cool thing so yeah fair play to wwe on that side of things and a one wider point on that ross i'm glad that there's potentially just one tag division Potentially, yeah. Uh, very much like the women's was for the last year or so. Which, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, they've, they've got the tag teams there, but not the great numbers. So I think having one division will help everyone. Yeah. It seems like the brand split may be coming to an end. Who, who knows? But um, yeah, I think that's that's a good thing. It's about time now that the Usos and Arkebro break away from each other because those two feel like they've been wrestling for the last four months, which is fine because it's been great matches, but enough is enough and it's time for a change, as Aaron Hart would say. Um, Can I ask you a question, Ross?
2: Yeah. As you said, yeah, it's sort of like you keep people coming back because we want to see them get their comeuppance. Yeah. Roman Reigns doesn't really have a comeuppance, does he? Not in the last two years. That's a long, long, long payoff. There.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Conran, did you predict him to go this year again? Do you know what? I didn't, but I honestly had it as number six. If I'd have had to have gone (laughs) for number six, and I just thought nah, we're going to go with Ryback coming back, which is obviously a brilliant prediction to make because he's <laughs> not embarrassed himself this year, is he? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was. I was thinking he might go again, but it did seem a bit ambitious, especially with the uh, the UK show in the summer. I thought maybe that was a good opportunity to do a big change.
2: Nevertheless, um, uh, you never knew. less never quite know. Les- yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think I think if it's going to be a change before the the Rock match or whatever has been rumoured, I do think that that Drew at the castle is as close a chance of it moving. But we'll see. Ross, what do you think? I think it happens at The Clash, personally. To Drew?
1: Yeah, yeah, to Drew.
0: But I feel like there's a potential for Reigns to possibly win it back at some point, because that's just what they'd do. Because I think, isn't it that um, Money in the Bank now is not to be claimed at any time, it is now to be claimed at WrestleMania? I didn't know that, but that's cool if it's true. Uh, So that gives. I'm assuming the money one has to be on Cody, right? Yeah, surely. So yeah, I would have thought so. But then Cody versus Drew would be face to face, which, as you all know, I'm not a fan of. But um, I would love to just be be like part of that crowd when Drew wins. Like sometimes you just have to take those moments, don't you? Um, I know that people throw stones at, at WWE for booking moments and not stories sometimes, but if there was a choice between Drew losing the match and winning it and losing it the next week. I'm choosing the latter because I want to be there for it, you know. Yeah, for sure. I don't think I can begrudge you that, Ross. I think that's very fair. <laughs> and also, actually looking
1: back at history, um, like, didn't Bulldog drop his title like two months after he won it at Summerslam Slam '92? So, yeah, yeah, to Shawn Michaels. Well, that was probably because he was so high on coke. he <laughs> wanted to get rid of him. <laughs> allegedly, allegedly high on coke. All the time. <laughs>
0: And then I watched Dynamite, which I loved. I'm sure that you'll speak about it a bit more, but my main takeaway was I've never seen Takashita previously and bloody hell, that match was good, wasn't it?
1: Oh, yeah,
2: really good match. I made notes this week because I always forget. So when I was watching it, just little things of that happened and I wrote Takashita Page and three hearts next to it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think um, we'll, like you said, we'll go into the, <laughs> the episode maybe when we're talking about the preview in the roundtable, but... This Takashita guy, I know nothing about him. Where's he popped up from? Where's his home promotion? DDT is it?
1: I believe. I don't know. I'd not heard of him before. He popped up in AEW either. <laughs> of a couple of
2: weeks ago, he wrestled. Was it Jay Lee for a couple of weeks ago? Yeah. Well, that was the first time I'd seen him. Uh, but this was a different level. I yeah, feel like they right. were great. Paige okay. looked great. So many neck bumps. Yeah, they had.
0: So there were some hard hits in this. He gave me kind of um, Kota vibes. That's a like, good thing.
1: That's like, a good
0: thing. Like stacked. Yeah. <laughs> like stacked, powerful, and speedy. Did he out the mafia after the match? <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah, no, no. I do agree with you. Yeah, he's. Uh, he had. Yeah, he lit like the complete package, didn't he? And I, I don't know how old he is. Twenty six. Anything with? It. Yeah. So you think you'll only get better, and that's exciting.
0: Do they use many DDT guys then? Like, have they? Have there been a few come over? Obviously, I've been out the loop with dynamite. Bit. I think That's they've recently fun. signed like a bit of a partnership yeah. with them. I think Omega worked there, didn't he? Once upon a time, yeah. Is Maki Ito DDT is Chris Brooks DDT because he worked for Maki I bit, didn't he? Over there, yeah. So. Chris Brooks is, yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel like Maki Ito probably is then. We yeah. We're the Japanese expert, don't we? Where's Brum? <laughs> Read through your notes. James, because I can't remember too much about Dynamite for some reason, but okay. So about it, I'll uh, definitely remember. So there's a few things uh, that
2: I loved: uh, the um, Jericho Appreciation Society uh, shutting the crowd down, they turned Judas off, yeah, like, doing what I have wanted like Adam Cole to do for about ten years. Yeah, um, that was cool. Uh, I just, <laughs> Daniel Garcia looks like he's dressed uh, as a 1993 member of E17. He is,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah. I, just like, what?
2: This guy, what is he wearing? Um,
0: I'll be honest, James. You've opened up a can of worms there. I didn't know East 17 had a Pacific year defining eras.
2: Oh, uh, well, I think I wrote down 1993 first and then wrote East 17.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we
2: had that boy band, like nineties boy band look. Yeah. I, was, uh, I think Stay was number one, 94, was it? So, yeah.
0: I feel like East 17 did the job there. The 93 felt like just garnish but you know Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there was the Carlo uh, O'Reilly Ray Phoenix uh, match was excellent yeah that was good Yep. Uh, with O'Reilly getting the uh, work in the arm and getting the, the clean win to set up well, who, who's he wrestling Joe yeah he's wrestling Joe yeah yeah we good
0: yeah I love that match good limb work and obviously uh, Phoenix recently coming back from that horrific injury on his elbow so yeah but made perfect sense yeah great and Phoenix is—he's
2: uh, up there with Pack for me as a sort of underrated, potentially like best wrestlers in the on the planet. Yeah, I think if they get if they give him a singles Riley could do a lot. I'm not sure if he ever will because he's obviously great in his tag team, and they've got so many people there. But uh, I think he's he's fantastic. Not really saying anything new there, but <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, just stay we- in facts, mates. in facts. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we had the Wardlow, uh, Cody, no, it's not Cody, Wardlow, MJF, Wardlow being Cody, but not being Cody, it taking the lashes, uh, which he just absolutely no sold until about the ninth one, which was just a complete opposite of like the Cody taking him and he just, just MJF getting more and more pissed off at him for not like breaking and he, <laughs> it was, yeah, that was great. And he he broke after uh, MJF kicked him in the bollocks yeah <laughs> and uh yeah he he's just so those boys are nailing and even spears or hate which is i think it's him doing his job yeah just being that yeah just a little annoyance every week and <laughs> joining in yeah like i say i'm looking forward to the uh well i'm not i'm not actually looking forward to the conclusion of this storyline because it'll be over and i really enjoy it every week <laughs> but, <laughs> but they're building it really nicely Oh, yeah. Um, Then Adam Cole came out and beat up Jeff Hardy during his entrance and was a heel. And I was really excited for him and didn't do the Adam. And he stopped and did Adam Cole, baby. And he annoyed me.
1: But (laughs) he was so close to to naming it. (laughs) (laughs) So close. The match did kind of get screwed over by the lack of time, though, didn't it? They probably had, what, eight minutes? For the Cole-Hardy match? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember that much so much. I I think um, um I think the bit before it would deep and Rosa ran a bit longer than it should have done. Hey, Dee's got a good uh, nice bit of promo time. And she's not she's not the best promo, but it was good to get more women's segments on the show. Yeah, sure. definitely.
0: Um, James, in your rundown, anything else that won't come up when we do the round table? I just don't want us to cover ground we might cover again.
2: Uh no, I I think I think that's pretty much my uh, rundown of notes done now, please.
0: Excellent news. Uh, and my takeaway is I want to see a bit of this Takashita guy. He sounds dope. Yeah, yeah. I think you'd enjoy him, Matt. Excellent. So should we just get into the round table? Yeah. Have you ever, ever felt like
1: this? Have strange things happen. Are
0: you going
1: round twists? Have you ever,
0: ever felt like this? So uh it's quite obvious what the round table will be this week. AW this weekend. The big pay-per-view. Is it double or nothing? I'm so awful at remembering double
1: or nothing.
0: I just just remember these companies. It's hard enough for me. Double or nothing this weekend. It must be like the fourth one now, right? in
1: 2020. Yeah. Fourth the fourth one. double or nothing, is it? It was their first pay-per-view, wasn't it, in 2019? Fantastic. Well, I'm,
0: I'm, we're going to go through yes. the card. I'm not going to do it in any sort of specific order. I'm going to just uh, pop a name out there and you're going to talk about a match to me. So uh, let's start with Ross. Ross, what match are you most looking forward to on this card? I think for me, it's probably boring as it is. It's probably the main event. I've spoken about it so much on this podcast and to people online, just in chats and things that it's super interesting how they've done it. I'm not entirely sure what happens to each of the characters coming out of it, each CM Punk and Hangman Page. Previous to this feud, they were both massively beloved characters. And now that they've been pitted against each other, And in such a way that it hasn't been a kind of a ring of honour, shake hands, may the best man win type vibe. Like it's city by city, seemingly, whoever gets the bigger pop at the moment. And it seems like punk is getting that bigger pop at the moment. What happens on Wednesday and then the weekend, obviously, is up in the air. And I don't know where it's going. I don't know if it leads to one of them going full heel, whether it leads to Paige rejoining the Elite whether it leads to Punk doing another Summer of Punk, or if it's just been a way to make this story more interesting than face-to-face, let's just be best of friends. I'm massively patting them on the back for being brave enough to do that. And it's kept me guessing, whilst it's also kind of made me sad seeing Adam Page being built up for, what, two years as the nervous, like, guy that had a lack of self-confidence and got built up, built up, built up. Reached the pinnacle, started to really believe in himself with those matches against, uh, what's his name? Murder Hawk, Murderhawk, which was amazing. Um, And since then, yeah, he's kind of lost his smile a little bit, a little bit Shawn Michaels, and that's made me a little bit sad. But who knows where this is going? It could be to get him even more sympathy if Punk does the kind of heel turn on on him. So that is quite a good storyline for him and a good character arc and builds him up yet even further, even though he will lose the belt. So I'm not entirely sure, but I'm just massively intrigued by it because I don't know where it's going. I don't know if anyone knows where it's going. And Ross, who are you rooting for? Not who you think will win, who are you rooting for then? Because you know, I know you like a a heel face dynamic, but you must have a favourite in this one. Uh, Paige, for me. James, you'll be rooting for Punk, I'm guessing, right? Uh, Yeah, big time. And uh, uh,
2: one point about Dynamite, actually, I didn't mention, was Punk rocking out with a pro-abortion T-shirt in Texas. Oh, yeah. like, I think that's more important to him than whether he gets cheered or booed. But um, yeah, I think that's a strong statement uh, at, at this time of a massive issue in the States. So uh, fair play.
0: Uh, well done to him for that. Not
1: think. the first time he's done it either.
0: Yeah, he was. No, not at all. Wasn't the one previous like Her Body, Her Choice or something like that? Yeah,
1: yeah with the, yeah, and with he's, the uterus
2: picture on it. Yeah. <laughs> it's deliberate in these, like pro-Republican states that he's doing it. I think I've, that's a deliberate ploy. Definitely.
0: Yeah, um, obviously, I'm, obviously I'm bored with that. Yeah, obviously I'm bored with that. I can only echo it. But uh question is, Phil, Ross seems to be backing Page, James backing Punk in terms of who they want to win. Where does your heart lie?
1: I just hope everyone's friends at the end. <laughs> 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 I honestly haven't got a clue. Uh, love Page, love Punk. I just want to see a great match. I'm not bothered who wins. I think either could or should, and should win. So... Well, depends I heard where AEW are going with it afterwards. Like Ross said, are they going to turn Punk heel? They can't turn Page heel. He's got... his Punk's been doing this. He's been doing this sort
2: of... Mainly the sort of happy-to-be-here type thing most of his run, isn't he? With a few little seeds sort of thrown in there. Yeah. So maybe it'll be... he will be his time to turn if he if he takes the belt. And, you know, that's where he's at his absolute
1: best, I think, as a heel. Or if he doesn't take the belt and turns heel. Yeah, True, yeah, both options.
0: Well, True. um, Phil, while you pull the splinters out of your bum sitting on that fence. <laughs> um have a have a little think about what match maybe you're most looking forward to. Or is it Page Punk? If it is, pick another one.
1: Hockhausen versus Tony Nese and Smart Mark Sterling. Because Hockhausen! <laughs>
0: So, I've not seen any of this, and Hookhausen, I'm presuming, is Hook and Danhausen. It is, indeed. Phil, is this just because they're just a great odd couple and you're fully invested? I know James is invested in Hook. Are you just (laughs) not sure what you're going to get from this match, or... What's the reason for your love for it?
1: I'm intrigued to see what they're going to do, and Hook's awesome and Danhausen's awesome.
2: Oh, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen says. Go buy the new, very nice,
1: very nevel t-shirt and pro wrestling tees. Get them now. So put them together. Why not? One of the weird odd, odd couples. I don't think AEW have had an sort of odd couple tag team up to now. They're kind of the perfect four for each other. So is Smart
0: yeah. Mark a wrestler? Then he,
1: he is a wrestler in wrestling other promotions, right. but he's just a mouthpiece in AEW. So he can wrestle if, you, if he needs to. Did <laughs> you see that, that video they did? <laughs>
2: The, the training montage yeah, of the two yeah. teams, like just Tony Nees like beating up Sterling and making him run the stairs, and then Hook doing all these impressive things, and Dan and trying to do like it was <laughs> very good. Chris in the background. And stuff. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was really good. It was really wonderful. <laughs> James, are you equally looking forward to this because your boy Hooks in it?
2: Yeah, and I say, and and as a, as I'm also a big Tony Nees fan from my days of loving 205 Live. I think I mentioned it last week. So, um. Yeah, and yeah, Danhausen has grown on me with his partnership with Hook, and they're very entertaining. Yeah, and uh, I think it's on the buy-in, so I might even get to watch it before I fall asleep.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just on the buy-in. Yeah, Ross Hookhausen feel very wrestling should be fun from what I'm hearing. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Beautiful odd couple, very um, gold dust and Booker T. Into it. I'm into it now. <laughs> not that I wasn't before, but it was the one on the card that I didn't really understand. But uh, I think I get a vibe for it now. It's a really
2: good match to put on the buy-in, I think, because Hook and Danhausen specifically. I'm not. I mean, as much as I'm a Tony's fan, I'm not sure people be tuning in to see him so much, which they should do because he's awesome. But um, yeah, th- those guys have got specific fan bases, I think, and you know you get them to watch the the buy-in, and they an AEW usually do a pretty good job of running down what's coming up, and you could get a few extra buys that way. I mean, from a business. perspective. I think they've got the yep.
1: House of Black Death Triangle on the buy-in. I
0: think it's uh, on the
1: main show for now. Oh, is, is that main now, show? it's
0: main show for now.
1: Yeah, there's nine oh. matches on main, but that could, that could change with AEW, sir. So.
0: <laughs> so, so also I was going to say, actually, uh, this talking about what's on the main card, I noticed, and James, I'm going to ask you this one instead of asking you what you want, because it, I'm in charge today. Sure. Um, so Wardlow VMJF is not listed, but that is happening on this card, I presume, right?
2: MJ Wardlow's got to beat Sean Spears in a cage on dynamite too I mean, uh, that's to not at home,
0: isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
1: That's not rich
2: at home, well, MJF's the not. Match, though. but yeah, you assume okay, okay. So,
0: yeah, so I mean, that will be added to the card, so you might be right. Um, you were talking about how great the build is. Is Wardlow MJF high on your uh, I want to see list?
2: Yeah, definitely. I say that MJF is set, he can sell a match as I've said before about Cody being able to sell, he's sold me a pay-per-view without actually. When I'm knowing, I don't really want to watch his match that much. Whereas MJF's matches, I feel a deliverer have been delivering on the pay per views. And Wardlow, I think people want to see him unleash now. But it is the equivalent, it is absolutely what Ross was saying. You want to see MJF get his comeuppance. you want to see him get his hands on him, even if he just beat him up for five minutes, which I'm sure he won't. I'm sure it'll be more, <laughs> more than that. But then I think that would be satisfactory
1: at this point. Yeah, unless you're in Long Island, you yeah. want to see MJF get the shit kicked out of him. Yeah. <laughs> he plays he plays that beautifully to make you want you, know, you want to see him get beaten up yeah it's fantastic and Wardlow's gonna kill him <laughs>
0: yeah it's gonna be great I mean <laughs> I won't be shocking anyone who's ever talked to me about wrestling that Wardlow is definitely one of my guys I mean oh, yeah. what a specimen the guy is and he rocked
1: yeah. out like a head scissors the other day didn't he oh on Lance Archer nonetheless it was yeah incredible. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't even miss a beat either it was beautiful yeah, so you
2: just think we're just only scratching the surface of him as a performer, like as a wrestler, his performances have been incredible. And they they haven't used him that much as a wrestler in anything substantial, just as they've built up the character. So it's exciting to see what he's what he's got when they don't go.
0: Anyone else got any? Yeah, I was gonna say anyone else got any hot takes on what then Jeff before we move on then, apart from what we've already gone through. I've just been thinking about it whilst you guys have been chatting. If they do turn punk hill at double or nothing, potential there for like months down the line because didn't wardlaw get like a visual pin over punk that time like he basically beat him and then mgf or spears i can't remember now was like no do it again do it again do it on the table outside so like he was trying to pin him and it was pretty much done
1: yeah yeah
0: so like there's a potential there of a story there isn't there of like a callback and that's something that aw do all the time
2: i'm now thinking they won't Turn him until if they do go with him to win and they're doing all out in Chicago, I'd reckon they might keep him face until then. Nice, yeah. I've just that just comes to my mind.
0: Well AEW crowds have proven that um they'll that they'll cheer the hometown boy anyway, so might as well. <laughs>
2: yeah, there it is. <laughs>
0: yeah. Ross, let's talk about these two um Owen Hart tournaments is that I don't know the exact name of them again because I'm useless no research uh, just, just the Owen Hart cup the Owen Hart cup beautiful which one do you want to talk about the men or the women I've enjoyed both let's go with the women yeah so I've got it down as either Britt Baker or Tony Storm facing Ruby Soho or Chris Statlander in the final correct yeah yeah we got a favorite for that I think it's going to be Storm I think that uh, Storm's going to win it would that not mean Brit's not on the pay-per-view, though? Like, from someone who hasn't been keeping up, is she not uh, someone you want on your pay-per-view? Um, if it's going to pay off the story from her losing to Tony Storm, then I think that's the way to go. And I know that we've spoken about uh, the potential for Jamie Hayter becoming a face, potentially, down the line. And I think that if Hayter gets the blame for her taking the loss or, or something
1: along those lines, then that's decent for me. Wouldn't it be more likely that they're going to turn Britt face by having Hater betray her? Brit gets cheered anyway, most places yeah. she goes. She's a she's a crap pill, just like a boyfriend Adam Cole. I just don't like
0: when they book it like that because it kind of takes away the face, being like, Yeah, I earned it. If that makes sense.
1: But also, Tony Storm beats Britt Baker, then you've got her face neither Soho or Statlander, which would be face v face, which you hate. And I hate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: but Chris Statlander does seem to be going through a bit of a metamorphosis at the moment. So yeah. whether that leads to a different side of her that could be the case too
1: true but they they have been turning quite a few of the women heel recently as well
0: yeah they do seem to be going down this like something that the WWE do too much with the women's division don't they where people seem to change every four months I know Happens all the time with Natalia seems to be a hero f- okay. face and sometimes in the same match. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Whatever they need to do,
0: she'll do. Yeah. I will say, um, as someone who's been, you know, slightly critical of AW, there are three women's matches on this card, which seems like progress for them. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Have to give them credit where it's due. James, any more hot takes on the uh, women's Owen Hart Cup, or do you want to have a little rabbit about the men's one?
2: I mean, like Storm obviously has got the is the newer. A new toy, which obviously Tony likes. Normally, when he brings someone in, and she's and that being a fresher match up against Statlander or, or Soho, but I'm pretty sure Britt defended against both those. She definitely did Soho. I'm pretty yeah, sure she, she defended, defended against both. Statlander on in on her title run. So I figured Baker would win the tournament, but having just thought about those matchups, then maybe I think Ross might be right and and Tony might go over. But I do think your point about not having Baker on the card is a is, a, is another good one so yeah it be interesting to see who goes through this this weekend and then I think if Baker's in the final I think she's winning it either way
0: well, I feel like Britt Baker offers so much beyond just wrestling even if they just have one of those little like Britt Baker cam in the corner what like watching the final doing her thing that's entertaining and pays off because I'm assuming that she'll probably get involved in the post-match celebration yeah it's mad really to think that if I'd have told you at the turn of the year that A.W. would have three women's matches on the card. Britt Baker would be, as far as we know, healthy, and she wouldn't be involved in any of the three matches. That just seems so crazy to me, considering her star power. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, enough is enough, and
2: it's time for a change.
0: We move. In the men's side of things, I believe we spoke about it briefly earlier, Carlo Riley or Samoa Joe versus Adam Cole. A bit of a Ring of Honor, I love him here with this one. James, who we got for this?
2: I think Adam Cole's going to win it. I can't see O'Reilly winning it as much as I... Uh, great, and I'm, I love him. He's similar to with, like, the Dax last week. I can't see him putting the tag wrestler over Cole and Joe. He even teased the uh, finger poke of doom last on his promo last week and O'Reilly said, <laughs> yeah, once I beat Joe, we can go and have the finger poke of doom <laughs> on the pay-per-view. <laughs> it's quite funny. I assume Joe will go over and I'll do Joe Cole. Okay. Classic England underachiever, Joe Cole. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: always had potential, Joe Cole. yes <laughs> <He is. laughs> Phil, who you got for this? You can't really look past Adam Cole. I don't even know who's going to win out of a rally in Samoa Joe, to be honest. I mean, you assume Joe, but every match of his, he's been interfered with now by Jay Lethal and his little, his little gang. So... <sighs> I'm, I'm going with Cole as the, just the obvious one to win because it makes me even more obnoxious then as I'm well.
0: Glad, I'm glad you have a prediction for that one, Phil. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. No, <laughs>
2: Cole, probably, Cole probably needs could do a win if I want to keep him up on this, this level that he's sort of at. I mean, unless he doesn't he doesn't need wins, but he's, he lost the Page feud. Um, yeah. He lost twice to Page, didn't he? Yeah, so it could be a way of building him up a bit. Joe's got the uh, ROH title, so he's... I mean, I don't really know what's going on, but they've got so many belts with the ROH belts being on there as well. It's just confusing. I mean, he hasn't got, he's got the TV title, hasn't he? Gresham's got... I'd say it's just so confusing with all the, the ROH belts. And I mean, I'm hoping they sort of separate out a little bit soon.
0: Ross, is on coal for the full uh, Yeah, I think it will be. I think it's going to be quite interesting because obviously they've been teasing the awkwardness between the Bucks and the uh, Undisputed Elite. And I do feel like this tournament final could be a way of paying that off as well as obviously if Samoa Joe does go through, then we're going to obviously get Jay Lethal and, and all that lot involved in that final as well. So I feel like it's going to be a bit of a plunder, that one. Fair enough. You've heard it here first, Cole, this week. I'd say what match caught my eye when I was looking at this card. It's one we briefly touched on again. Uh Phil, House of Black versus Death Triangle. Is this oh. going to be a show stealer?
1: God, yeah. Absolutely. I don't think Malachi Black's had a, a match that matches the quality he can wrestle in yet in AW. And I think that's partly down to just the way they're booking him in general. He's been there a year now. And can you name one outstanding Alistair Black match by well, Malachi Black match by himself? I mean, mm-hmm. I
0: enjoy I enjoyed the Cody matches, but maybe you know that probably depends on your. Love for Cody or not, but um, but yeah, yeah no, I, I would agree. There's been a few guys that have kind of come in and then found their place a little lower down the card so far.
1: Well, th- this match has the potential to steal the show.
0: The talent level in this is so high that you could replace one person in this match with one of us, and I would still back it to be <laughs> a five star <laughs> match. You know, like it, it's an insane level in this match. <laughs> is this the match where they finally pay off Julia Hart? Maybe that was weird, did not it? Anyway? She said that since January.
1: Yeah. Odd.
2: Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to this a lot. I mean, yeah, it's got Pack and Phoenix and Buddy Murphy, or Buddy Matthews, sorry, who are three of my favourites. And then the other three aren't bad either, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> Black, <laughs> Black,
1: King, and Pack and Phoenix, all great for me. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculously stacked this match.
0: Speaking of matches that are stacked, Ross, the most wrestling should be fun match on the card is probably this Anarchy in the Arena match. I mean, I don't even know where to start talking about that one. You just give me your thoughts. I think that this has been a great feud for uh, Chris Jericho in that he's been able to get his chops back into something that suits him. Killed him where he's the main heel. Hager, Garcia, Parker and menard they're all good wrestlers, but none of them really have the charisma that Jericho's got. So he's in there, front and centre, like he was with the inner circle. And that's where he's at his best for me. And last week's promo, James touched on it earlier when he was just talking about Dynamite. I thought he was back to his absolute best with his um mic work there. I don't know if you guys thought that.
2: Oh, it was brilliant promo. There was like some weird bits about William Regal shoving a toothpaste off his arse. But... Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but um, does, yeah, it was it was great. Work. I mean, Jericho just pointing out the little feuds at the Black Combat Club and whatever really Kingston's crew you know, that that lot had had in the past, like the Moxley and Santana with the eye match, and Danielson and Kingston. He called you a prick. You are a prick. <laughs> Kingston's <laughs> classic. <laughs> and then when he tried to set up the. Uh, what was it cinematic wrestling? John Mox just like no, fuck off! I'm not having that. we have a fight. We're not having your bullshit cinematic wrestling match. Uh, yeah, a lot of them were were great, and Jer- Jericho would just I'll throw a fireball at you because I'm a wizard. <laughs> it's so funny. It's such a knob. <laughs>
0: yeah. I just feel like Jericho's at his absolute best when he's a heel, and he's still being charismatic. Like when he was um up against what, what's what's Dan Lambert's team called again? Top team. Oh no, at they, least they're not top team. America's American top team. Top team. Yeah. yeah, like the dynamic for me, it just wasn't working. Whereas this, we've where got Kingston and Moxley and Regal, who can all kind of bounce off him. Like he's absolutely perfect at it, and he's front and center, and it's all about him. And that's where he's at his best, in my opinion. I know that lots of people are ready to see the, the back of Chris Jericho in terms of in-ring work, but he can talk you into anything when it comes to wrestling in my opinion and he's talked himself into a anarchy in the arena match which you know i'm all for it it's a little note on that was that um it kind of reminded me of when uh because they didn't want this like silliness of this stadium stampede which actually like part of that crowd were a bit like oh when he said anarchy in the arena match it kind of reminded me of when trent seven was given <laughs> the opportunity to choose any match type and he said fours count anywhere in the ring (laughs)
2: yeah, love that (laughs) that was such a good moment
0: yeah (laughs) but yeah part of me is a little bit sad that that is not a stadium stampede because those are just silly fun but I completely understand why it's not and the definition between the the two um, stables whilst it doesn't make complete sense because you've got someone like Garcia and Hager who have never really been sports entertainers let's be honest I get the premise and I get the story. It's easy to follow and makes perfect sense. So, yeah, all for it.
2: It'd be interesting uh, for me. It's got to be a quite a convincing win for the for the Blackpool Combat Club boys. They just seem on a di- outside of Jericho. They seem on a sort of a different level than yeah the, the Jericho yeah. Appreciation Society at the moment. I mean, but be, but then they did sort of so that seeds a doubt by pointing out you know they're not a team. They're not all on the same page.
0: Uh, yeah, the one the one caveat to that. To me, is um, I know when Brian Danielson first managed to convince Moxley to like become a team, he was saying about what a dream it would be to like train these guys, and he mentioned uh, what's his name
1: Garcia. Uh, Yeah, Garcia was one of them. Yeah,
0: yeah. So like, this is an opportunity for Garcia to be in the ring with uh, the likes of Danielson and go toe to toe with them, whilst the other four are doing their silly shit. And later in the year, probably you know it plays into potentially Garcia joining. Uh, the yeah. Combat Club, because let's face it, he fits a lot better in that uh, stable than Jericho's. Even though he looks like he's coming in, in, yeah, I'm not sure he'd he but... get away
2: with with that <laughs> outfit in, yeah, in the Combat Club.
0: <laughs> okay, we've got four more matches still to talk about. Uh, we can go briefer on them if you want, James. I'm going to give you the option of talking about either Jake Cargill versus Anna Jay or Thunder Rosa versus Serena D. A4.
2: Well, I'll go quickly on Jade V Anna J, which is the least built-up match on the card. It literally came about because the baddies were beating up Statlander and Ruby Soho, and then Anna J came out to help them. And then the next five minutes later, they're like, "Oh, there's a match, uh, Anna J. You got you, you can have a title match on the pay per view." So there's not much. What numbers Jade about.
0: on? What number
1: is Jade on
2: undefeated. Well, She's thirty um, now. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they present the presentation of Jade and her with a stable with Hogan and Red Velvet has been excellent in the way she just sort of cuts down Mark Sterling. And so I'm glad she's on the card, but they haven't really put much into that build. I mean, unless I've missed it, which I don't really have because that's.
1: No, it is very much, oh, we need Jade on the card. What can we do? We'll do this. It is that.
0: Yeah, and I can see why they've done that because she's going to be a big part of their future, you'd imagine. Yeah. Can I just quickly ask the people that have been watching it, um, because I haven't seen Anna Jay in weeks since she was pretty rubbishly trying to help Ty Conti. Is she with Dark Order
1: now, or not? She's still in Dark Order. She's still in the whole Dark Order um, hand thing. Dark Order have kind of been pushed aside a little bit. They've been on Dark and Elevation a lot. Right, okay. But they've not, not been hugely on the main shows. They've not had the promos they used to have either. And now also Stu Grayson has left AEW. Because
0: I'm assuming that Kage will have the baddies by her side, whereas Jay... will be on her own. We'll be on her own, which it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. You're in a stable. <laughs> Sounding more like AEW Dark and Elevation or that, am I right? Really? <laughs> hey.
1: that's pretty good.
0: Well, that sounds like we've got the the most out of Karga and of Jay that anyone's going to get out of it. Uh, so, Phil, you can give me something on Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb.
1: Uh, the best women's wrestler going today Serena Deeb. Yeah, she's and fantastic. And is probably the second, so it's going to be a hell of a match. Hopefully the crowd give it the respect it deserves.
0: Yeah, I was going to go as far as saying as well, like, is it too cliche to say, I hope they get the time they deserve?
1: No, I think that's, I think that's a fair comment as well.
0: I'm not sure in the past how long the um, women's title matches have gone on AEW, but they've never felt like the, um, the main attraction in terms of in-ring quality. But this feels like it could be um, up there as, technically speaking, as good as anything in the ring, so... Yeah, I think the best,
1: awesome. the best women's matches in AEW have been gimmicked matches. It's always when Brits had an ODQ match or the, um, the street fight with Penelope Ford, um, yeah. the cat, not the cat, uh, <laughs> the bunny, <Hi. laughs> the bunny, and Anna Jay and Ty Conte, which was an absolute belter of a match, but it was a gimmick match. So actually getting to watch two of the best female wrestlers wrestle a singles match will be quite refreshing, I think, because it should be a really good match, I hope.
0: Yeah, from the I
2: outside, think, this one looks good. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it should be a should be a banger. And they've they've given it as we touched on. they've given it promo time, and they've been telling a bit of a story uh, outside of. Well, Deeb's been on a character arc for a while, hasn't she? And yeah. she had a great. To be fair, like some of the matches she had with Sheena were were very good,
1: actually. Yeah, they're all pretty damn
0: good matches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any any burning takes to add to that, Ross? No, just completely agree that uh, it's worthy of being given time and uh, hopefully it is. But with the potential of the MGF match being added to this card, if you're watching live in Britain, good luck. Yeah,
1: <laughs> It's going to be it's going to be a 5 a.m. finish, I think, from midnight to 5 a.m. Yeah. Have <laughs> they got anything with Sammy and Ty either? Because they've been teasing that Paige Manzan. Mixed tag they, for a while. They keep saying that mixed tag, don't they? And
0: It's not on the card on Wikipedia. And as we know, Wikipedia is super reliable. So <laughs> I think it's happening.
1: Who knows? Who knows without it? Probably headline of Rampage. The teensy tower is very up in the air for me personally at the moment. It's very weird booking of it. Yes. <laughs>
0: Well, here's a match. I'll, I'll go to you, Ross. This match, uh, on paper, I can't believe it hasn't been spoken about. Before, but maybe that's to do with the build. The tag title match is a triple threat between Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus, Hobbs and Starks, and Lee and Swerve. I mean, that to me sounds like it's going to be bananas. Is it just not had a strong build, or uh, so? It was, so it was only built last week. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I, I disagree. I, yeah, I'll, go
2: on,
1: James. I was going to say the same thing, brother.
2: In, in that they have been building, especially the feud with, and it's a bit similar to last month's tag title, or last baby's tag title match with, they've been building the Starks and Hobbs, Swerve and Keith Lee thing for a while. And then they've sort of interjected a bit of, with Jungle Boy, with the, um, going for the FTW title, and then Swerve accidentally costing him it. So then those boys getting pissed off but I do I, I think you're right Nick said Ross in that the Jurassic Express are sort after the afterthought as the champs which again for the yeah. second per view in a row but I think there is a story amongst especially the other two teams and they have intertwined them a little bit into it in the last few weeks
1: Is this the match where
0: we finally see Christian turn?
1: I don't think so I think if Jungle Boy lose Christian will probably slap Jungle Boy or something like that but not fully turn because he's been in Jungle Boy's face the last few times he's lost hasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cage will turn at some point.
0: There was an there was the awkward kind of hug last week, wasn't there?
1: Yeah, we all know
0: it's coming. It's just when. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell you what I love yeah. about this match from the outside again is a uh, three massive lads and three clearly big lads, but for the sake of the guys they're tagging with smaller lads, <laughs> um, yeah, going at it. And I just, I mean, Luchasaurus, Hobbs, and Keith Lee slapping me.
1: freezing it's just gonna be <laughs> so good. Flapping me, you win. I mean, Crazy. that's the part I want to see. Well, on uh, on Dynamite, you'll see Jungle Boy versus Starks versus Swerve. Again, pretty dope. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah I just I've not really recently. heard
0: much hype for this one, so I was surprised. But it sounds like that will just be a real fun, spotty bit of everything going on match. So,
2: yeah, I imagine it'll be early on in the card. I, I, I always might get the same spot as they got last time. And like I say, I love the tag match with Red Dragon and the Bucks and Lucha, Jurassic, I can never get his name right. Jurassic Express. And I, yeah, I'm expecting this one to be uh, to be pretty special as well.
1: Again, in that match, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus with a slight afterthought.
2: Yeah. I thought
1: they came out of it as looking like absolute million dollars. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Totally agree with that. Because you're in there with Red Dragon and Bucks and they'll make you look amazing. And they did. Yeah. But their whole tag team title run has been a slight afterthought to the other teams around them.
0: Which is a shame because yeah. they're both super talented dudes, which I but don't then, mean,
2: yeah. i say it is it, about, and this is, I'm just sort of thinking on the fly. Uh, I should save this for the book of Bingo. Really, that's why I'll need that. But um, <laughs> they um, they have the, uh, they've got the belts and they don't have the storyline so much. But is that almost a storyline that they're just a they're damn good tag team. They don't need a storyline. They'll just they defend it. They're, they're sort of fighting champs.
1: It's sort of like their their storyline, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's always Christian booking them into things. Apparently, so, yes. he's a matchmaker, but <laughs> he, he, he used to book all their matches for them. <laughs> well, that's because, but that's because uh, one of them's
2: a dinosaur and can't talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jungle Boy's still
1: getting used to being on the mic, still. Mm. Yeah.
0: Maybe it was written into Christian's contract as he was um, announced as the biggest ever signing for AW. <laughs> you get to book younger um, Boy's matches. <laughs> There is one more match on this card, but you guys did cover it a bit last week. But I know James has probably still got loads to talk about it. Uh, The Hardys and the Young Bucks, James. Um, Has a week of television moved on and got you any more excited for it?
1: No. (laughs) I agree with that. I saw it in Ring of Honor when Matt Hardy could still walk.
2: I'd say, as as we sort of, Ross sort of convinced me last week. Yes, it was in Ring of Honor. But this is a bigger company with bigger eyes and it makes sense why they're doing it. It won't be the one that's keeping me up at three in the morning, I'll put it that way. It's usually <laughs> when I go to bed when Matt Hardy comes
0: out.
1: Wonderful!
0: And
2: then last time, they waited until the bloody last one, Matt. <laughs> I mean,
0: uh, James, I will remind you of your saying you usually go with of high flaws. And I think the Young Bucks are in that category for tag team matches, no?
2: Yeah, no, as like I say, I think they'll struggle to be bad because the Young Bucks are in it. I just don't really want to bring negativity to the podcast. I just don't really want to watch Matt and Jeff Hardy. I just don't, there's some guys, I mean, we all have them. You just zone out when they're on the... So we see if the young Butts can keep me into it, then fair play to them. But there's some guys I just sort of zone out on when they're, on, when they're in the ring. And, and the Hardys are are one of those teams at, at this point for me. Um, I'm sure it'll be good fun. I'm sure a lot, some people will love it.
0: Is this going to be another plunder with All Elite involved and also play a part in the... Um, men's Owen Hart cup thing. And do you think it's going to be, potentially be, um, what's the like version of war games, Blood and Guts, where it's going to be like Hardee's, Darby Allen, Sting and someone else against Red Dragon? I mean,
1: maybe, maybe because I mean, Red Dragon oh. aren't, booked on the card yet, are they? So they're going to have to- Kyle,
0: give Kyle could be,
1: but yeah. Could be, but probably isn't. It probably isn't, Yeah. <laughs>
0: But I mean, in in, like the future, not in like, not a Blood and Guts match to add to this because it's already going on until 16. Uh, In
1: in the future, certainly. (laughs) You've got the 5V, whoever, yeah. Well,
0: see with
2: that or the Jazz versus Blackpool Combat Club crew could be a Blood and Guts. Could be,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I think that's covered everything, lads. Uh, We got there in the end. There's a lot going on with AW. I have to say, I I feel like an idiot for having missed out on a few months of telly here, but I'll definitely be checking this pay-per-view out. Got one more question, quick fire to go around to you all. Uh, and it's kind of what we open with, but we'll reiterate it. Ross, match you're most looking forward to? Main event. Main event, please. Phil? Same. James Falaus? Yeah, it's CM Punk in the main event.
2: I think, yeah, <laughs> it, it it. yeah, he's got it for me. Or well, Yeah, no hook.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, h- h- hook not on the pre-show. Yeah. So, yeah. so
0: basically, the line is, watch the pre-show, watch the main event, the rest of it, <laughs> fine. The rest of it, fine. <laughs> All right, lads. Uh, I think it's about that time that we get on with some booker bingo. B I N G O, and bingo was his name. Oh, Ross, I don't have the
2: spreadsheet. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd like to raise a complaint about last week's booker bingo judging, by the way, because uh, I think I was harshly done by by. Um, Recency bias from Ross. He didn't even remember my book of bingo properly and sort of went off and said it had been something that it actually even wasn't. And Dom <laughs> was just waffling on and he gave him the win. And so I, I did text Ross and say it was like when um, Kurt Angle said he didn't tap out to Tasmus, he just passed out. And I'm keeping my undefeated streak in my head.
0: <laughs> yeah, I must admit that um, I was pretty tired by the time that we, that we did our, our book of bingo with Dom. And he just spoke for longer, so I assumed it was better.
2: Yeah, it's, like, it's, just, it's, it's a nefarious strategy from Dom, just making you go, like going on for ages. So you're not even really listening to him, but you think, "Oh, he must <laughs> have something useful."
0: This is like back to the quiz days when Dom used to be the master
1: <laughs> of the stall. Uh,
0: of the stall.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> just a little sly anecdote to get us all talking while he while he thought of the answer.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky. <laughs>
2: Maybe it's a Dom heel turn, not a Ross heel turn. But doing it in such a clever way, he's making me think that Ross has turned on me when, in fact, it's him. The layers to this. Layers. Oh.
0: <laughs> Did you get that link, Matt? Oh, this is a stinker, but I'm going to go with it because one of <laughs> them's got some good material to work with. I think. Okay, lads, your booker bingo. This week sees Liverpool's number one, Zach Gibson taking on a legend of WWE, B Brian Blair. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, should we make sure that everyone knows who B. Brian Blair is before we go forward?
1: I've I've never heard of him.
0: You what?
1: <laughs> he was one half of the killer bees in the a, late eighties yeah. in WWF.
2: Was it called B Brian
1: Blair? B, B. Brian Blair. Yeah. yeah. And they used to wear masks <laughs> and wrestle in stripy black and yellow trunks because yeah. yeah. they're bees. But I oh. like bees, yeah.
0: I think only one of them wrestled in a mask, but they did this thing where like one of them would put a mask on and like kind of cheat, like a bit of a. Fellas. Twin yeah. magic thing, right?
1: A bit of a vibe. I think Edge and Christian did that. They also did the Conquistadors. They did, yeah. I think Edge and Christian might have done cheat with the mask killer bees were faces in wwf yeah and back then he didn't cheat as a face because you know squeaky clean
0: yeah they definitely did some kind of like mirroring something or other.
2: but yeah apparently he quit WWF because he didn't want to become a heel well,
0: there you go <laughs> they were trying to force the mask thing on him <laughs> the, the best thing about um the edge and christian lost conquistadors by the way is obviously as we all know the fact they were called jose and hose b <laughs> that was that was the gold in that. There's there's a, there's a Don Stowe anecdote while you'll think of what you're going to book B. Brian Blair in. Right, uh, Ross, you actually know who B. Brian Blair is <laughs> properly. I'm sure Phil does as well, to be fair, but I know yeah. you do, Ross. So uh, I'm going to say you go first. Zach Gibson, B. Brian Blair. What have you got okay. for us? So... We're going to book it in 1989, WWF and B. Brian Blair is backstage and he gets introduced to a jobber by the name of Zach Gibson. Uh, who's come over from the UK through, uh, links with, uh, David Boy Smith and David Boy is a bit of a river. So he tells, uh, B. Brian Blair to, um, to tell, uh, Harley race that his hubcaps have been nicked And, uh, it's actually David Boy that's done it. So um, Harley Race faces Zach Gibson in a match on on um, main event and uh, absolutely kills him. Like a, like it's similar to the Perry that Perry set a match against Mike Bell, um, and he only just survives, it's, it's, um, it's all over the dirt sheets about this guy, Zach Gibson, and that he took the beating because of the hubcaps problem that happened previously. And Zach Gibson's not seen again because he's got a broken jaw. And he comes back, and his next match is against B. Brian Blair. And B. Brian Blair overhears that it was Davey Boy who actually told... Harley Race, that it was Zach Gibson just based on his geography. And the problem there is that Zach Gibson won't believe him because David David Boy to him is his absolute hero. And the fact that he doesn't believe him really gets B. Brian Blair's goat up. So he challenges him to a tag team match. And it's uh, the Killer Bees against uh, Zach Gibson and David Boy Smith. And David Boy Smith doesn't even show up in the ring. And it's just two on one. And it's a real easy win for B. Brian Blair over Zach Gibson. And we cut to backstage and we see David Boy Smith with the hubcaps all along. And then B. Brian Blair's <laughs> like, I told you that he's a wrong And I'm sorry to tell you this, but David Boy is not your hero. Your heroes are the killer bees. And then we get the killer bees become a triple threat, and Zach Gibson becomes the third killer bee. And that is the end of the story. <laughs> so Zach Gibson will become the killer Z. Yes, that's even better. <laughs> i book it for him. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Um, i tell you what, I was going to go with Phil next, but I feel like James has given it a lot of talk about how great he's been at Booker Bingo lately. Uh, and he must have had a couple of minutes there while Ross explained beautifully his story to have looked who the hell B. Brian Blair is. So James, you can go second.
2: Okay, so we're in modern day no, 2016, height of Zach Gibson healed him in Britress. Let's go progress. And he's coming out with his Liverpool and his CV and all this greatness. <laughs> and uh, so what, basically he's they're wrestling in um, South West London and he's uh, calling out... Uh, no, sorry, it's, it's this It's this year. This year it needs to be this year. So he basically cut in a promo on uh, I want to say Thomas Frank and Ivan Tony, and he's had a proper go at um, Christian Eriksen, despite all his greatness of a and the lovely story he's had. And he's just really insulting the bees. And so to their aid comes B Brian Bear, the original Killer Bees, not in black and yellow anymore, but in red and white as he comes to defend uh, his namesake, Brentford Football Club. And uh, in the Merton Community Hall, Zach Gibson and B. Brian Blair go one-on-one. And as it's Liverpool versus Brentford,
0: Zach Gibson wins. I mean, I can't argue with that, really. But I will say you will lose points for... I mean, I'm from a... As you know, Harry Brown, a good friend of mine, he gets very enraged when Brentford are called the Bees as a Barnet fan because they don't look like Bees or as Barnet do. So that could lose you points when it comes down to deciding who wins this. Just going to say that now.
2: Yeah, but I I didn't want to go up to the Hive. <laughs> no one does to me. No one does. <laughs> Edgar Davids didn't have the same story as Christian Eriksen. That's the problem.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, Barnet had some really famous managers. They had Harry killed last season as well. Sean Devine, Sean Devine, some real heroes there. And Tim Blackburn Flowers managed him as well. Blackburn legend Tim Flowers was manager of Barnet for a bit. Did really? he? Yeah, last season he was rubbish. He
2: had to let him go in the end. He was rubbish. He was. A little
0: bit, little bit of non-league football talk aside, Phil. <laughs> have you got anything to top Ross and James's efforts? Probably not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh God, uh, the reason I don't come on this very often is book of bingo. Uh, <laughs> I'll straight-up say that. <laughs> right, what we got? Okay. So, NXT. Grizzled Young Veterans in the ring. They've just won the tag team titles from... Pretty Deadly. They're tag team champions, aren't
0: they? Uh, it's Massage Mountain at the moment, currently. Yeah. Real NXT, Ross. Not the one you watch.
1: Oh. Saturday, the US one, yeah. <laughs>
0: That's where they are, isn't it? Yeah. You're absolutely right there, mate. Sorry, dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So, yeah they, they've gone over all the card. They've beaten everyone. Gibson gets on the mic, runs down the tag division in NXT, saying there's no one good enough to beat us. We've beaten everyone here. The lights go off. The lights come up. The bushwhackers are in the ring. <laughs> yes. Luke and the original Butch. <laughs> Gibson and Drake quickly jump out of the ring. They know what the hell's going on. They scarf it. They're scared. They try to go backstage. And the killer bees walk out. Jim Brunzel, B. Brian Blair. We're doing veterans back up. Out come the Bolsheviks. Out come Strike Force. Gibson. And James, they split through the crowd. All these four legend, <laughs> legendary tag teams are left waiting there. They go to commercial. The next week, Gibson and Drake backstage saying, we weren't ready for that. We weren't prepared for that. What the hell are these rejects, these old timers doing here? We'll take them all on, eight on two. So the match is booked for the next week. Before the match happens the next week, Gibson and Drake take out all of the tag teams backstage. They sort them, take them out. None of them are able to compete. Some of them are in hospital because they're in the 60s and 70s, let's face it. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in the ring again, running down the tag division, running down the veterans that they've just destroyed. But it was all a ruse. And the eight men, they're not that injured. They've come out and they've taken out James Drake from behind. All of them have jumped him. James Drake, he's done one. He's run up. He's a coward. Gibson's on his own. Seven of the guys, they all get out, and it's B. Brian Blair left in the ring. They call for a ref, bell rings. B. Brian Blair takes out Zach Gibson. Really easy win. And that's how the feud ends. <laughs> <laughs> that was shit. I apologise.
0: No, 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 no. There was a lot of notes on that one, actually. Um, first up, I'd never considered the thought of Pete Dunne being a bushwhacker, <laughs> which is a fantastic, hopefully, future book of bingo that we get. <laughs> um, and secondly, you do lose one point for not calling him jumping Jim Brunzel, which, you know, I always like that little jumping bit before his name. You didn't but, um, even
1: mention Jim Brunzel in theirs, though. Was it just well, this is why you, you, you also win a point for,
0: for mentioning him, so it evens <laughs> out. Um, and also Strike Force and the Bolsheviks getting a run out as well. I mean, yes. Payday for everyone, isn't it? <laughs> um, exactly. It's very, it's very tight. You've all, put, you've all put forward good booking ideas, considering the talent you've been given here. Because he went first and because he's the boss, I'm gonna go for Ross. Yes. I really I really like that one. That's um I liked, me in ages. I liked all three, but as I said, give James, James genuine on video chat. If James <laughs> wants this to become victimization, that's fine, but I can't let you win when you're calling Brentford the Bees. It just can't <laughs> fly with this guy. It just like, can't yet yes again I have been a victim of a Harry bias. will kill me. It's not if my he, fault. If he finds <laughs> yeah. out that I even listen to someone call Brentford the Bees, I'll be in trouble let alone (laughs) giving him a precious victory in Booker Bingo. So I'm sorry, Phil, excellent effort as well. You're unlucky to lose, but Ross, you you nick it this week, mate. Why can't they both have the same nickname? Because one of them look like a bee and one of them don't. (laughs) But they've got a bee on their badge. But they don't dress like bees. (laughs) Barnet dress like bees. Their badge is a bee with Brentford Football Club 1889 on it. Don't care. They don't (laughs) look like bees.
2: I'll be taking this one to the to the uh, court of arbitration. Why have Brentford
0: got bees? They're wearing red and white. Then I don't know. Isn't it just because the first letters B and they're lazy? They went yeah with well, the bees.
2: <laughs> I can't tell you that. I don't... My Brentford history is uh, not as strong as why Barnet called the bees
0: because they wear bee colours. Right, don't they wear orange and black like a bee? It's yellow and black though. Isn't, it's more B than red and
1: white.
2: I'm not sure. And well, there you go. Barnet, their first kit was black and purple.
1: So your What's mate a... Harry
2: been lying to you, mate.
0: Listen, they wear, they wear, amber, yellow, whatever colour you want to call it. Yeah, they, they
2: do now. But if you look yeah. at their kit history, their first kit was black and purple. So this, why, have this... they, why have they chosen the bees? I think you need to have a word with Harry.
0: <laughs> we can open a stewards inquiry separately, but we can all agree they're more B-like now than Brentford. Now,
2: yeah, but I black, black and yellow shirt and call myself a B.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, I'm not to going to it. Barnet don't even play in Barnet anymore. Why am I defending them? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the fans in North Bergen are loving this Discord about
0: football. <laughs> <laughs> I also Barnet and Brentford were in the same league at one point. Look at them now; it's sad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is dissolved into <laughs> useless non-league football talk slash Premier League talk, bizarrely. Anything that we need to plug in Ross? You, you're you in charge, you're the boss, literally. Um, the Instagram, at Wrestling Should Be Fun, run by Dom. I'm not sure if we're going to any shows this week, so we probably will, won't have any live stuff on there, but uh, the Twitter, WSBFUN, um, updates daily on there. Me, myself and Dom are both on apron bump this month. Dom is reviewing a Ring of Honor show. I'm reviewing Chapter 20 for Progress. And excitingly, we've got Warren Banks on, fingers crossed, where we'll be discussing Super Strong Style 16. Awesome. A small one, actually, reminded me of Warren Banks. And I've talked about him before, and I, I swear I won't go on long here. Um, Ignite had their show the same week as Progress two weeks back. Forrest Hayes won the title, but he got injured in the main event. Um, he's got like a GoFundMe to get him through because he can't work now because the injury he's suffered, so... Oh, no. If anyone if anyone it? wants to throw him a couple of quid. Um, I think I actually can't remember. I think it was like he pulled something out, like something that's gonna keep him out for a few months. And I think oh, no. the wrestling income he was relying on. So he's the champion of my local promotion. If anyone wants to give to his GoFundMe, uh, you'll find it on his wrestling page, Forrest Hayes on Twitter and stuff. Like he's a really good wrestler. He impressed James a lot when James saw him. So it's a shame he got injured. But um yeah. wanted to yeah, give so him some. So I did I like.
2: did catch that
0: injury, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so big up Forrest Hayes. Hope he comes back soon and defends that belt in Bournemouth. We'll put that link in the description of the podcast. Yeah, that'd be awesome, actually, yeah.
2: I also wanted to plug friends of the show, Sunshine Machine, TK Cooper and Chuck Mambo. I did a little chat with TK last night in the pub, uh, and they've got the uh, big uh, rock, paper, scissors tournament on the night of Super Strong Style Night One, when tickets are very reasonably priced. Uh, I think I'm going to hopefully pick one up. Me and myself and Don were talking about going, so anyone else who's in on the Friday who fancies coming along?
0: Get yourselves there. Will there be another conspiracy in that one, James?
2: I imagine
1: sure. so. If I don't win, something's gone wrong. <laughs> yeah. It's Rich man on the podcast. Phil, <laughs> so, oh, anything for you to plug? Oh, I'll plug myself. Why not? com. you can see all the random stuff I've edited over the last 20 years. Showreels on there. Links to things are on there. Check it out if you care about what TV I make. There you go. <laughs>
0: well we're obviously big fans here you do a cracking job on this every week mate so Don would usually sign this off with drink lots of water look after your friends we'll see you next time
1: wrestling should be fun should be fun wrestling should be fun wrestling should be fun
0: should be fun wrestling should be fun